past few weeks, um, we've been hitting on forgiveness and repentance. And uh, a couple weeks ago, we got to speak to a different group of uh, guys, a group we hadn't spoken to in a couple years. And uh, Pastor hit on a topic of forgiveness. And as much as it wrecked some of those guys in there, it wrecked me as well. That I, you know, I had been harboring it, some, some, some unforgiveness in my heart and stuff like that. So um, this morning, um, if you have your Bibles, if you turn to the book of Matthew chapter 6, um, starting at verse 8. Um, Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 8. Before we get there, just give you a little background. The the disciples have come to Jesus, and they're, they're, they're all together talking. They're asking Jesus, how should we pray? And so Jesus says, starting in verse 8, Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you this morning. I thank you for just this burden that you put on my heart about this, God. And I thank you that you, you use your word and you, you, you do what only you can do and chastise the way that you have to sometimes, God, to get us where you need us to get, Lord. But, Lord, I pray more than anything, God, that you just move and you just do what you, what you do this morning. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Amen. The title of the message this morning is going to be Forgive Because You've Been Forgiven. Um, so I heard a, there's a saying, and I believe it was uh, Nelson Mandela that said this. That unforgiveness is like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. When we hold and, and harbor unforgiveness in our heart, um, it begins to cause bitterness in our heart. And then when we get bitterness in our heart, it becomes, it causes our heart to be hard. It calls hard heartedness. And hard-heartedness causes us to be hateful. The Bible, God says that when we, come, when we come to him, that he will take our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. One that he can mend and mold and one that can be malleable. But when we walk around with, with unforgiveness in our heart, the Bible says that if we can't even forgive a friend, then God will not forgive us. So if you, if you, uh, when, so when Jesus is telling them how to, how to pray, there's always that part that stuck out to me. I was like, why is that? 
Why do we need to for, you know, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors? I was like, hmm. And then I see, you know, verse 14. If we can't even forgive somebody, and God our Father has forgiven us of so much, he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us to shed his blood. How can I be unwilling to forgive because he's forgiven me for so much? He's forgiven me of my sins, so I should, if someone wrongs me, I should be man enough and I should be humble enough to forgive them. Or if I wrong somebody, I should be humble enough and I should be, you know, willing to ask them to forgive me. If you uh, will turn over to Matthew chapter 18. Um, so Peter uh, has asked Jesus um, in verse 21, he says that Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Wow. 490 times. 70 times seven is 490. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion released him and forgave him the debt. So Peter said, should I forgive him seven times? Is that, is that a limit? Should I put a cap on it seven times? Because as, as you read, even in the, old, in the Old Testament, they're like, we're in a new day. You know? But in the, old, in, the, in the Old Testament, three was the limit. Like they, they put it like, you know, you can't do the same thing three times. I can't forgive you after that. And so Peter's like, said, new day. seven times? You know, and Peter's probably like, that's a big deal. I could forgive someone seven times of the same thing. And Jesus said, well, I stop there. I don't say seven times. I say 70 times seven times. We can't put a cap or a limit on forgiveness because our Heavenly Father is always willing to forgive us. So then it says that it's like the kingdom of heaven is like there was a, the master was trying to settle his accounts and one comes to him that owes him 10,000 talents. So as you read, um, a denarius was one day's wages for a laborer and a talent was worth about 6,000 denarii or 6,000 days wages. So 10,000 talents that he owed him would be 60 million days wages. A great, great, great debt. A great, great, great debt. One that in his lifetime, probably in his children's lifetime, probably in his children's children's lifetime, would never have been able to be repaid to the king. 
But when the king is ready to be done with him, the king is ready to, all right, we're going to sell you, we're going to sell your family, we're going to do this. He falls down and humbles himself, says, please be merciful, king. Work with me. Work with me. And it moved the king's heart. And he said, you know what? I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive the dead. And I'm going to let you be free. That king, he represents God. And we are the man who owed more than we could ever pay. We could have never paid the price that Jesus paid on the cross for us. I could have never went up there, suffered, bled, and died like he did. You could have never went up there, suffered, bled, and died like he did. At one point, as they're raising him up on the cross, Jesus says, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they do. They don't even know what they do. While he's in the middle of getting crucified, getting executed, he says, Father, you forgive them. You forgive them. Can I forgive like Jesus forgives? I don't really have a choice. We just got finished reading that if we're not willing to forgive others, then God the Father is not willing to forgive us. I remember reading in the book of Luke whenever uh, Jesus goes to the Simon the Pharisee's house and the, the woman with the alabaster box she, as, while he's sitting she falls down on his feet and she begins to kiss his feet and wash his feet with her tears and dry them in her hair and she starts anointing his feet and, and just you know bows down before him and falls down before him then everyone's looking at him all weird like he, he's letting her touch him what in the world does he know who she is do you know what she's done and so then Jesus explains to him When I walked in here, you didn't offer me anything to wash my feet with. You didn't greet me with a kiss. You didn't do any of that. He said, she has washed my feet with her tears. She has dried them with her hair. She's anointed me with fragrant oil. And she has not stopped kissing my feet since I walked in here. He said, I tell you, she loves much because she's been forgiven much. When we've really been forgiven... And I mean really been forgiven. We can't walk around with hatred in our heart. We can't walk around with malice in our heart. We can't walk around with a with an alt in our heart against our brother or against our sister. Because we can't have the kind of love in our heart that we supposed to say we have. Because if I've been forgiven much and realize that my record of wrongdoing has been washed away, that he's cast my sins as far as the east is from the west, that he's cast every one of my sins into the sea of forgetfulness never to be brought up again. How can I walk around forgiven and unwilling to forgive? So let's go back to Matthew. So this servant has just been forgiven an astronomical amount. I mean an astronomical amount. An amount he would never, ever, ever be able to repay. But this, but that's uh, verse 28. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. So a hundred days wages. Not that much, really, in the grand scheme of things. Compared to the 60 million denarii that he owed. 
And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went through him into prison till he should pay the debt. So this guy, who had just had a life-changing forgiveness happen to him, immediately walks out of the king out of the king's presence after he's just been forgiven and goes and finds someone else who owes him a very, very minor amount compared to what he owed. And he's bludgeoning the guy in the streets for the money. And then when the guy's, you know, man, just have some patience. I'll, I'll get you paid. Not only does he not forgive him, he goes and throws him in jail until he can for, for, forgive him. So it seems to me that the compassion he asked, uh, you know, the, the, the king to have on him should be the same compassion he should have had for this other guy. But sometimes people just try to do and say the right things so they can get the result that they want. But they want to walk around forgiven. I'm forgiven. And I, you know, look at me. Look, braggadocious, the king forgave me of this. But as soon as something happens that they don't like, then they get puffed up and they want to go, well, I can't forgive you for that. After they've been forgiven for so much. So as much as the servant was forgiven, he could not find the compassion to forgive someone who owed him way less. It wasn't even that big of a, you know, I mean, I guess a hundred denarii was, was a big, you know, a hundred days wages a third of the year that he had to work to make that money. But when he played with him, he said, I'm going to throw you in jail. So when this fellow servant, when his fellow servants saw what he, what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. So this guy was in the clear. He had been forgiven a great amount. And when someone came to him with the same problem and the same, please, forgive me, please. I, he wasn't even asking him to forgive the debt. He was just asking him, give me a little more time to pay it. Give me a little more time to get it done. And he snatches him up and throws him into the, into the jail. So then the other servants see what happened. And they didn't keep quiet about it because they had just seen him get set free, released. And they go right back to the king like, you shouldn't have had compassion on this guy. This is what happened. So not only does he bring him back in and scold him before everyone, he says, now you're going to be tortured until you pay 
the, this huge debt back that you owe me. If we can't forgive our brother, we can't forgive our sister. We're just torturing ourselves. We are just hurting ourselves. I'm sorry. I know, I know myself, you know, better than anybody. Just like you guys know yourselves better than anybody else. I know what he forgave me of. I know what he brought me out of. I know the things that he delivered me from. And I know the many, many times that he gave me forgiveness that I didn't deserve. And that I really didn't do anything to earn. So it's not within me. So I was talking about, you know, when we, we, we were preaching about it at, at the jail, been talking about it at the jail, and when we talked about it, it just wrecked me. And I was like, oh, Lord. So we got home, I had to go and I had to sit down with my wife. And I had some things that had happened years and years ago. And I had to be like, I really need you to forgive me of this. And I, and I really need to, for, to forgive you and ask you to forgive me for holding these feelings in my heart that I had in my heart and for, you know, walking around mad and not just coming to you and talking to you about something. I, I ask you to forgive me. I had to, the next day, I had to call my mom and let her know, man, I've been harboring some real, real anger towards you for a long time about some things that happened when I was a teenager, when I was in early college. Some things that I, I should have let go a long time ago. I'm 35 years old. You know? If I couldn't figure some things out on my own by now, it, it's not her fault anymore. So I had to call her and she'd be like, you know, I just want to let you know. I didn't tell her everything, that, you know. But I was like, I just want to let you know. There's, there were some things that I've been holding on to. And that, you know, really hurt hurt me. But I just want to let you know I forgive you. And I want to wipe the slate clean. Because I, I, I don't want my will to get stopped. In. I don't want my blessings to stop. Right, I don't want to walk around with a, with a dirty heart. You know? <laughs> in, in, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, it says, from that, from that time on, Jesus went around preaching, repent, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, I've been forgiven. I've got to forgive. And I've got to be willing and able to put my pride to the side, to put my own personal feelings to the side, sometimes put my own safety to the side so that I can forgive. Because walking around with a bitter heart, walking around with a hard heart, walking around with a heart of stone, I'm so tough, I don't have no feelings, I don't cry, you ain't going to do me like that. That is not being a man, that's being a baby. That's being a boy. That is being a bully. And that, that is being a, a, a weak, wimpy little sissy, if you, if you ask my personal opinion. But a real man, or a real person, a real woman, can admit, hey, I was wrong. Or can come and say, hey, you know, you were wrong and what you did really hurt me. But I want you to know, the love of Jesus is so strong inside of me, I got to I know what you did. And it was wrong, but I gotta forgive you. Because if I if I can't forgive you, how can my Heavenly Father forgive you? 
He paid a huge, 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 huge price for you, for me, for all of us. A gift that was freely given. He didn't ask anything of me. You know, John 3, 16, and don't say, for whoever pays the most tithes, I'll save you. Or for whoever donates the most to the building fund, I'll save you. You know, it says that whosoever will, whosoever will come to him, he will forgive. So I can ask this morning, are there some secret things in your heart that you've been holding on to? Couple of, uh, most of the stuff that I needed to ask you was, I don't want no secret in my heart. I knew I was holding on to it. I'll be honest with you. And it was getting to a point where I was, I wouldn't say I wasn't bitter, but I was just getting frustrated by a lot of little, little things, little tiny things. I was like, when I heard that message on forgiveness in that gentleman, that thing hit me like a 50-pound sack of potatoes on my head. Knock some sense into me. God has been so good to us. He has done so much. He's forgiven me so much. Then how can I stand up here and tell everybody, well, you know, you just got to forgive. You got to be forgiving. When me and myself had some, whew, some mess in my heart. I had to do that and then I had to pray that prayer like David did. Created me a clean heart, God. And I knew a right spirit. You know? I don't know about you, but I want him to be able to work with me. And I want him to be able to use me. And I want to be used not for my benefit and not for my glory, but for his glory. But he's not going to take a mess and say, all right, well, I'm just going to bless it. No, no, no. I got to get some stuff out. He's going to clean it up and clean it up. We haven't arrived yet. We haven't, you know, I'm saved. But, you know, so was Paul. And he said, I don't even, you know, I don't even profess to have attained. Are we talking about the, the Apostle Paul? But I'm, I'm, I, was, I was humbled by, that, by how, how that hit me. And then, you know, it took some, some courage to say, hey, you, know, you did something. Or the lack of you doing something. You know, I'm walking around bitter and angry and mad. I want you to know. I forgive you. It's like it never happened. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I know it happened. But you know what? We're going to move on. We're not going to think about it anymore. We're not going to talk about it anymore. We're not going you know, to bring it up anymore. And I'm not going to let my heart and my mind be troubled by it anymore. Because the one that lives inside of me, he's cleaning some things out. He's working some things out. And he wants to do the very same thing for you. You shouldn't walk around with a heavy heart. You shouldn't walk around with a hard heart. I remember there was a few years, it was a few years ago, and maybe more than a few, maybe like six or seven years ago. I don't know. But he was really dealing with me about my, how hard my heart was. And I remember it was one, it was one Sunday. I don't even remember what Stacy preached on or what the message was, but I remember that I just, I just, came down this altar and I just knelt down on this altar and I was praying and crying and praying and crying and you know just getting some stuff cleaned out and I was like God I just want to feel again I don't want to be numb anymore 
I want to be moved by things. I want to be able to really be happy. I want to be able to really be sad. I want to be able to feel things. Not have to manufacture a feeling, but I want to feel it for real. And then I remember for like a good solid year after that, little tiny things. Like, why am I crying about this movie? Or why is this, you know, silly show my kids are watching, like, hitting me? But, you know, he was working on that. taking that heart of stone, making it a heart of flesh so that he could work with it. The Bible said that a, that a broken and contrite heart he can, he can work with. Not with a proud, puffed-up heart. Not with, a, with an inflated heart, but a heart that's willing to say, I've been forgiven, and I'm going to forgive you. God has saved me. He's rearranged me. He's changed my whole world. He's changed my whole life. Not because of anything that I did. Except for ask him to forgive me. And say, I will follow you wherever you lead me. Wherever you guide me, wherever you take me. That's what I'll do. I'm not going to look to my left. I'm not going to look to my right. But I'm going to keep my eyes on you. Because at the end of the day, it don't really matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't really matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter, matter, really matter how anyone else feels about you. It matters what he knows. That your name is written. And you know, you can pick on me and be like, well, you're just going to forgive everybody? Yes, I am. I will. And if you don't like it, you need to go back and read Matthew chapter 6 and Matthew chapter 18. Because it says, if I can't even forgive my brother, or my sister. Or a complete stranger. If I can't forgive them. Then my father will not forgive me. And he's my daddy. But I can't walk around and. Be like. Well I'm forgiven but. You stepped on my new shoe. I can't forgive you for that. Or you know. You looked at me funny. You know. So why, why are they looking at me like. You know getting upset about little tiny things. And you know. We let some things that just don't even matter bother us and rob us of the joy and rob us of our blessing and rob us of what God has for us because I'll tell you what we as human beings we have this some of us more than others have this incessant need for people to like us and if somebody don't like us then we're like well what I do what I do well let me go what I do if you don't like me you don't like me I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm not here to please you. I'm not here to, to dance like a, a, a monkey at the circus for you. I'm here to please God and do what he's called me to do. And if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. But either way, he's forgiven me, so i got to forgive you. And it's hard sometimes. It's hard to forgive somebody. You know? And it's like, it don't say just specific things that you have to forgive them for. Just forgive them. I know that some terrible things have happened to people. I know terrible things that have happened to me. That really shaped me in a, in a way sometimes that I gotta, you're not in that anymore. God has brought you out of that. And I had to forgive that person. And it was a really horrible thing what they did to me. But I had to forgive that person. Because my father forgiven me. Amen. Now stand up, well. To those watching us and listening to us by media either today or later on this week God has forgiven us of so much and he's so willing to forgive and as willing as he is to forgive we have to be that willing to forgive too we can't walk around with a heart of 
bitterness. We can't walk around with a hard heart. We can't have walk around with a heart full of unforgiveness. But the woman at, with the alabaster box, Jesus said, she'd been forgiven much because she loved much. We have to walk around in love. And more importantly, know that he died for everything that we've ever done and forgave us for everything that we ever done. And if we want to see the blessing of God and we really want to see the full power of God and all that he has for us, we have to be willing to forgive everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Be blessed. Have a great week. And we will see you all next time.